Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits of breakfast. Radio City 96.7. Hello and once again, welcome along to another Radio City Breakfast Show podcast with me, Rossi, and my co. Ho, ho, ho. ho, ho, ho. Claire Simmonson is here. Hello, Claire. Hello, Rossi. And, uh, of course, the one and only executive producer of the show. This show would just not happen without. He is Mr. Jay Hind. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, right, what a week we had last week in the build-up to uh, the X Factor final. Of course, we had a young lady from Anfield in the final. Her name is Rebecca Ferguson. She's going to be massive in 2011. And, in fact, we got behind her so much and supported her so much on Friday morning, just gone, we actually switched our name from Radio City 96.7 to Radio Rebecca 96.7. Um, I tell you what, we were not allowed to say Radio City. If we did, we had to put a pound into the Radio Rebecca sort of cash for kids bucket, if you like. And you'll never guess who had to put the most money in by the end of the show. Begins with J and ends with Hind. Yes. This is how we launched Radio Rebecca 96.7. Five past seven is the time. It's Friday morning. Are you ready for the big switchover? It's just gone 7 a.m. on Friday, December the 10th, 2010. Now, are you ready to be part of broadcasting history? For the next 12 hours, you will be listening to a brand new radio station broadcasting to Liverpool, the Northwest, and North Wales. The radio station that used to broadcast on this frequency has ceased transmitting for 12 hours only. Are you ready? to be part of a revolution as we invite you for one day only to be part of the newest most exciting radio station on the dial she's got such a great voice she'll be known for her music and her voice carry on just get them behind me that would be lovely but the thing is, Rebecca is the most distinctive artist there the most different, she's going to win She's gonna, Rebecca's going to yeah. win, Rebecca's going to win it has been a dream. I've always wanted to play at like a big stadium, so I'm really, really flattered and privileged to be here. She's got that, that wow factor, and, she, and I think she's got international um, capability. I just got overwhelmed by how much support and love there was. I just got really just taken back by it all. Rebecca's from Liverpool, we've got a Baja Scouts just to win competitions that are nationwide. She's from Liverpool and she's amazing. She was amazing, absolutely amazing. Oh, she's awesome. She's going to win it. Rebecca's going to win! Behind our girl, all the way. Radio Rebecca. Radio Rebecca. Welcome to Radio Rebecca 96.7. Radio Rebecca 96.7 Live 450 feet above the world famous skyline of Liverpool This Radio Rebecca Breakfast with Rossi and Co Are you in the Co? Morning Rossi, it's Drew from Egbert I'm going to be back on Becca I hope she does it and brings her on to Liverpool 
And Rossi, I am in the cow. Here's Rebecca Gale. This is Lee from Bootle here, just waking up to Radio Rebecca 96.7. Come on, Fergie Gale, you know you can do it. And Rossi, I am in the cow. Morning, Rossi. This is Laura from Grease Beyond the Whirl. Just waking up to Radio Rebecca, and she's definitely got my vote. Come on, Rebecca Gale. <laughs> Hi, it's Rebecca Ferguson from The X Factor. Is right, Rossi La. <laughs> <laughs> This is Radio Rebecca. Radio Rebecca. 96.7. And we've got a crossover live, of course, uh, to Mr. Lee Butler. Good morning, Lee. How are you, Simon? Okay, you're out canvassing and campaigning to remind people to vote for uh, Rebecca Ferguson tomorrow night. Uh, On behalf of Radio Rebecca 96.7, where are you now, Lee? I am now, Simon, at Almond's Green Service Station with all the crew, Jeff, and the girls. Take a big cheer from the crew. We are here, and we're getting everyone who turns into the petrol station to uh, to make sure you're switched on, Simon, but you're on anyway. All right, well, that's good to know. That's good to know. Good morning to everyone at uh, the Almond Green uh, filling station, the service station there. Uh, good morning to everybody, especially the ladies. And we're still campaigning, Simon. Everyone who comes past, we are giving them a big beep. There you can go. And I'll give you one last blast, OK? OK, go. Here we go. Thank you, Lee Butler. See you later on tonight at 10 o'clock. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lee Butler, live at 10 o'clock tonight. Radio Rebecca. Well, I don't mind. I don't begrudge. Come on, put it in. Guess who's who's got the first interview with Rebecca, by the way, next week? Oh, well. Radio City Breakfast. Yay! I put a pound in. You just oh, said. Oh, you just said it. You just said. You did. You said. You, you didn't say Radio oh, Rebecca. Oh God! <laughs> Radio Rebecca Breakfast. You'll Too be on the late. show next week if she wins. Too late, soft lad. Go you on, said it. Quid. Four you quid down now. And mouth. by the way, she put another pound. It's not when. It's if. It's not if. It's when she wins. When she wins. Exactly. Thank you, Thank you Violet. Pound. I've put, just put just a quid put in. in. Okay. Just put it in now. That's four quid I've lost now. Good stuff. There goes your brother's Christmas present. This. <laughs> <laughs> is Radio Rebecca 96.7 Oh, the fun we had uh, calling ourselves Radio Rebecca and she was so pleased she put stuff on Twitter and Facebook that she was really, really taken aback by uh, by our gesture and we tried our best and she came second not a loser, not whatsoever and uh, and her, her life will change forever for the better so good luck to Rebecca Ferguson from everybody at Radio City lest we not forget Susan Boyle multi-multi-millionaire only came second and Britain's Got Talent yes. I'm not going to make too many comparisons though between Susan Boyle to be perfectly honest and Rebecca Ferguson you wouldn't really want to be compared to Subo would you? not really but if you want to go in the old success stakes and uh, bank account stakes then I wouldn't mind being a fiver behind Susan Boyle yeah. so good luck to Rebecca well done and I can't wait for a first single release to come out right then we did a wedding scam a, a guy called Ben, his uh, fiance and uh, bride to be called Katie, contacted me. Uh, ben is a lovely guy, really nice guy, down to earth, but he doesn't like doing surveys or questionnaires. So she said, phone him up and see if you can keep him on the phone for longer than 90 seconds. Let's say we did it. Longer than 90 seconds, but how long? If you missed it in the week gone by, have a listen to see how long we managed to keep him on. Uh, this is me phoning Ben from a fictitious website uh, saying if he filled out this questionnaire and did this over the phone, he could have his wedding expenditure all paid for by us. This is Ben on another Radio City Breakfast Show wedding scammer. Hello? Hello, could I speak to Ben, please? 
Yeah, you're speaking to him, yeah. Ben Wright, hello, let me introduce myself. My name is Richard Stilton, and I'm calling from glambridesandgrooms.com. Right, okay. How are you today? Uh, fine, thanks. Uh, is this going to take long? I'm in a bit of a rush. Right, okay. Oh, yeah, well, uh, why don't you just get straight to the point, Ben? Uh, yes, uh, your name and details was uh, handed on to me uh, by the <laughs> hotel. Uh, what the hell are they giving you my details for? Well, this is uh, we got a little partnership going on, and we like to run little surveys uh, through the glambridesandgrooms.com, and right. everybody who's getting married has a chance to have all of their wedding expenditure taken care of by our website. Yeah, of course, yeah. Do you have yeah. a couple of minutes uh, to answer a couple of questions, Ben? Well, no, not really, but you're, you're paying for it all. You've got a good chance, a very, very good chance indeed. If you're selected at random, there is a chance that glambridesandgrooms.com could pay for your entire wedding, including your honeymoon, regardless of where you're going. And I, I've tried contacting Katie, your bride-to-be, and uh, to no avail, I'm afraid. Right, well, she's probably at work or something. Do you have a moment or two to partake, then, in a little survey questionnaire? Uh, go on, then. Well, firstly, how did you meet Katie? How we did you... met. We just met in town at a bar. You met in town at a bar? Yeah. Okay. How long was it before you proposed from your first date, Ben? Was it less than six months, more than six months, more than a year, or more than two years? On more me? than a year. More than a year, I'm ticking that box. Now, uh, the third question, is marriage something that you look at as 100% permanent, or do you look at it with there's always a divorce option at the end of the line? No, it's definitely 100%. 100%? You're ticking all yeah. the right boxes here. You sound like a jolly man. Whereabouts are you from? <laughs> I, I don't detect a Scouse accent. Where are you from? Uh, Northampton, actually. Northampton, Northampton. Lovely, lovely part of the world indeed. Okay, let me continue. How long, Ben, was it before, between your first date, was it... Bef- oh. Hang on a second, I have not finished. Do you mind? I'm still talking. Now... How long was it been between your first date and before you and Katie got it on intimately? Oh, come on, hold on. I'm not answering questions like that. Well, you've got to answer all the questions in the questionnaire. Otherwise, yeah. you won't be added for the draw. Oh, but this is, this is a joke. Come on. You can't ask me stuff like that. I don't even know who you are. My name's Richard Stilton. I've, I've identified myself. Well, that's great, but you're, it's just a voice on my phone. How am I supposed to know that's actually... It could be anyone. Well, you got to trust me. you got to put your trust in me. We could be taking care of all your wedding expenditure. So yeah, how well, long was it? Well, I know. I know. Was it? Oh, it sounds very busy where you are. Now, was it on the first date? Did you get it on? Was it, was it a bit longer than that? Would you say it was more than two months, six months, one year? How Look, long was it uh, before you got... I'm, I'm not answering got, that. Got, you, no way. But maybe you haven't got it on yet. Well, OK, just take that as my answer then. You haven't got it on. OK. A slow coach. Listen, mate, how long are you going to take here? Oh, 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 no, there's no need to take that approach or use that kind of colourful language. I've only got one or two more questions here, and every question you answer, so you're enhancing your chances of winning your, your entire wedding paid for. Honestly, I'm, I'm really busy. I'm really busy. What is that radio racket in the background? Where are you? I'm just, I'm waiting to go to meet a friend in town. I'm waiting for a train. It's just... I'm having a bad day, really stressed, and I've just not got time for stupid f-ing wedding questions right now. Well, okay, there's just a couple more questions to get through. Now, sake. I, all right, okay. At night time, wh- when you oh, 
At night, oh, at night time, when you get between the sheets, who's most likely to make the first move? <laughs> Come on. If I, if I didn't answer that last question, I'm not going to answer this one, am I? This is just a joke. I don't know what kind of wedding company this is. Well, it's a, it's a, well, you can check it out when you get back to your PC. That's, of course, if you've got the capabilities to use a PC. You can get, you get back and log on to glambridesandgroom.com and look me up. My name is Richard Stilton. Stilton. Right, R- like a cheese, yeah? That's right, Richard Stilton. Right. Great. Can't wait for that. Well, that was part one of a phone call that's going to, it's going to go across this podcast in three different parts. Uh, part two coming up very soon. So too is the Santa Surgery. My name's Rossi, and these guys are the co... Hello, ho, 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 ho. And the co went out and about switching on Christmas lights last week. Uh, you've done quite a few, and uh, this is one of the nicest Christmas lights you did uh, the switch on for last week. So have a listen to this. Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. So it is freezing cold. And, uh, myself and the lovely Claire Simonson. We are outside now. Um, we've just arrived at um, a lovely street in McGull, and apparently every single year there's one house in this street that gets decorated to the max. Simo is all excited. I know, I think I'm going to wee myself. <laughs> it's great, they've all come out in the droves. And we're here for Zoe's Place, because they raise money every year for Zoe's Place, and um, I think we're going to go in, get a mince pie, and turn on the Christmas lights. I'm so excited. So we just got here, the Thomas household, and I've never seen Claire Simonson's face like what I've just seen it outside. It's like being in America, you know, when you see all those really exciting houses, that's what it's like. I can't wait. Mickey and Minnie are outside. And Father Christmas. Father Christmas too, and we are about to switch on the lights. And with Mark Thomas, Mark, tell us all about these lights. How many have you got? When did it all start? Explain. Uh, to be honest with you, it started when we were kids, when we first got the first Father Christmas, and then from then it just built on uh, over the years. And how many lights have you got now? Because it, it looks like there's hundreds outside, doesn't it? Uh, we've lost count, to be honest with you, there's that many. Yeah. So you have got tons. Yeah. And are you just collecting every year? Yeah, yeah. We, we Obviously, we get donations as well from people who do want the Christmas lights no more, yeah. and they donate them to us. And as well, the good thing is, it's it's all in you know for a great cause, Zoe's Place. And Carol from Zoe's Place is with us too. Has Mark been raising money for a while for Zoe's Place? Oh, yeah. Um, they've been raising the, the, the money now for over three years. And in that time, they've raised over £3,000 for our hospice. Um, and I dread to think the size of the electricity bills during that time. But yeah. we are very, very grateful for all the support of the Thomases. It's absolutely fantastic. So tell us a little bit about Zoe's Place. We've, we've done a lot with hospices on Radio City. Right. So it is a place for, for younger children, isn't it? It is. We're a baby hospice. We're unique in as much as we take babies from birth to five years of age um, and all of our children have either life-limiting or life-threatening conditions mm. and they come to us for one-to-one care for respite and for palliative care as well yeah. i remember we done the hospice show and we we realized then that it is it's just a nice place isn't it it's, it's it is it took kind of the whole scary idea of it way that people have this image that it's a scary it just made you feel that you know it was the best place they could possibly be in in a bright environment it really did didn't it definitely so where, where does the money from the Thomas household go? Where, where does the money from all these crazy lights end up going? <laughs> well, basically, at the moment, we're refurbishing our hospice. We're expanding the space. Um, so all the money raised um, from the Thomas household and from all the members of the public who support Zoe's will go towards the refurbishment project. We don't get any government funding, and we rely totally on public donations. So we're so grateful for everybody who supports our hospice. Brilliant. And you brought some of the kids as well today. We have, yes. We brought some of our babies with us today, and they're all very 
very excited. They can't wait. That it's, they're very excited because they've seen Father Christmas and Mickey <laughs> and Minnie outside. Are they as excited as Claire Simonson now? They're not as excited as Claire now. <laughs> I've not seen anyone quite as excited as Claire. Neither have I. Neither have I. I dread to think what it's going to be like on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah, everyone, everyone ignores me. They all turn the phones off Christmas Day just in case it ring. <laughs> and Mark's mum and dad are here too. Does Mark drive you crazy with this or are you are you yeah, as we, much involved as, as he yeah, is? Yeah, we, we like to do all what we can for Zoe's because we love Zoe's. We love the people at Zoe's and we just do all what we can. No, it is great. It is yeah. great. Should we go and turn them on? Yeah, I think we've kept everyone waiting long enough. Let's do it. Everyone, can we have a big countdown to turn on Mark's lights? We're going to count down from 10, okay? Are we ready? You've got to join in, yeah? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey! Look at Claire Simonson's face. Oh my goodness, the whole street's lit up. It's fantastic. And they've even got a banner to welcome in Radio City, which is absolutely fantastic. What's your lecky bill like every every year for this? To be honest with you, I don't pay it. Me and mum and dad do, so I don't ask. Radio City 96.7. How very lovely. Very, very lovely and very Christmassy indeed. And as if we couldn't get any more Christmassy, how's about our Santa surgery? This is where we got kids, parents of kids, to register online. And what we did is we phoned the kid up in the morning and we put them directly through to a private line in Lapland where they could speak to Father Christmas. A lot of them sort of froze in the headlights a little bit. That's understandable, being on live breakfast show radio. So have a listen to this. This is one of our favourite Santa surgeries. Right then, I think it's time we go on a brighter note, uh, cross over to Lapland and speak yes. to our good friend Father Christmas. Good morning, Santa. Oh, good morning, Rossi. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Welcome. Um, oh, thank you very much welcome, indeed. Welcome. I've, I've had a lot of contact with your household uh, uh, recently, Rossi. My household, um, okay. Yeah, I spoke to Nancy last night. We got cut off, unfortunately, because uh, the, the phone lines in, in Lapland are a bit dodgy. Yes. But could you tell her yes. that I got the message and that she'd like fun and games, the Peppa Pig game. Oh, the deep uh, for her Nintendo. And can you tell her she's very lucky because last year you sent me a letter saying, please send Nancy some batteries and she can buy her own toys. <laughs> <laughs> I would also, <laughs> I've also had a letter from your wife, actually. Robbie. My wife, Yvonne. Uh, yes, it says here, dear Santa, uh, the one thing I don't want to find in my stocking this Christmas is Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll try and uh, contain and refrain and uh, and control myself. <laughs> so thank you very much. Santa Claus, I have a couple of questions for you before uh, before we cross over to Croxteth. Uh, how is your training going, your fitness regime? Because, you know, surely you must need to be really fit to travel around the world every year with all those presents, especially the big presents, you know, like bikes and baby grand pianos. Well, as you probably know, Rossi, I, I have a magic sleigh yeah. and hundreds of elves who help me. Yeah. Um, and as you know, after midnight, time stands still, which gives me plenty of time to visit everybody and give them their toys. Yes. So training doesn't come into it. Well, that's a good thing. That is a good thing because... It is a good thing because I have to be rather large. Yes. Uh, a skinny Santa would look slightly odd. Easier to get down the chimney, though, Santa, but never mind. No, I you're... don't always have to go down the chimney, Rossi. That's, no. uh, you know, that's uh, 
a misconception. I know, Father Christmas. Whatever one of those is. Right, uh, whatever one of those is. Well, uh, I would like to introduce you to someone called Caitlin, and she's, uh, you know what, she's only six years old. Would you believe that, Father Christmas? And here's Caitlin. Good morning, Caitlin. Good morning. Go ahead, oh, Father good Christmas. Morning. Good morning, Caitlin. Santa here. Good morning, Caitlin. I gather you just lost a couple of teeth. Is that right? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Now, is your favourite song, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth? <laughs> I don't really know that song. Oh, OK. It's quite an old song, but then I'm, I'm quite old. Now, I had an email from you, didn't I, earlier? Yeah. Asking me for what you want for Christmas. And I gather you've I changed want, your mind. I want to my dog. Y yes. Well, what would you like for Christmas? A laptop. A laptop. Else, another laptop, please. Uh, any particular type of laptop. They're not very good at laptops, my elves, sadly, but we'll do what we can. Play games on it. Oh, play games on it. Elves, a laptop you can play games on. Um, that's yeah. sorted out. There'll be no problem at all. Because I gather you've been very good from your teacher, Mrs. Duffy. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, my elves have been watching you. And although, you know, Rossi's in the naughty book, you're not. You're in my good book. <laughs> and have the rest of your family been good this year? What about Willem? Has he been good? Yeah, but sometimes he's hit and he doesn't mean it. Oh, dear. Um, and what about Shadow, your dog? He's very nice. When I always go out in a cage, he always licks me. <laughs> he always goes out in a cage? Yeah, Rossi's like that. He goes out of the cage sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I go out the cage. I mean, I always go by the cage and show cat and, and she jumps up on the cage and licks me. Ah, uh, well, yeah, Rossi does quite a lot of licking. That's a different thing. Um, you know, well, it's lovely to talk to you. And uh, have you got any questions you'd like to ask me, Caitlin? Yeah. Go ahead, Caitlin. I got a dog for you and, and a little thing. A little thing? Yeah, but I don't know what it's called. It's a little pad. Oh, yes. And I'm going to put it somewhere in the house. And, and you know, we got the house in the cupboard and... I think it's gone now. Really? Oh. Yeah. Wow. Now, you, don't forget to leave out some milk and, uh, and some carrots for the reindeer, will you, won't you, on Christmas Eve? You won't forget will that, will you, Caitlin? All right, okay. Caitlin Hughes, who's age six, and she's from Croxtus, and she goes to, is it Emos School? Amaya School. Amaya School. Well, thank you very much. Say goodbye to Father Christmas then, uh, uh, Caitlin. Go ahead, Caitlin. It's right, Santa oh. La. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to talk to you, Caitlin. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to you as well. Happy Christmas. Oh. I'm feeling warm. It warms your heart. It warms the it. cockles of your heart. Hey, listen up, everybody. It's
96.7. Oh, good old Father Christmas. Always there to take a call, even at the busiest time of the year. Yeah. He's great. He is great. You're only saying that in case you uh, offend him and he doesn't stop off at your house on Christmas Eve, Jim. I don't think he's going to stop anyway, to be honest. Why? Have you been a bad boy? I haven't got a chimney. You haven't got a chimney? No. He's got magic keys. He's got magic keys, you fool. See, I've been told this before, but there was one year when I didn't have a chimney and I never got anything. That's just because you've been a naughty boy. There was been... more coal on the fire, though, that year. That oh, right, so you got then. coal. You got coal. Oh, is that, did he bring that? Yeah, the price of coal these days, I tell you what, not I a bad present. You could have so, put yeah. it on eBay. You could have put it. You could have got dozens of pence on eBay for it. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, Radio City's breakfast show. Where weekday mornings between six o'clock and ten, uh, we hang out for four hours and just have a load of fun, really, Yay. and uh, play some great songs. Uh, we had a big, big Kings of Leon competition last Friday morning as well, and this is how it sounded. Okay, line fourteen. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, Darcy. It's Jane. Good morning, Jane, and welcome to Radio Rebecca. Where are you from, Jane? I'm from Anfield, the home of Radio Rebecca. Ah, <laughs> the home of Radio Rebecca and uh, Rebecca Ferguson. I'm going to ask you three questions, okay? Okay. We need your answer, because if, if not, we'll need to move on. So, question number one. Every member of Kings of Leon has what surname? They've got the same surname, but what is it? Every member of Kings of Leon has got the same surname. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> so we're gonna we're ten just, seconds on the clock yeah, to well, answer. I tell you what. Uh, four, three, you know two, one, one. Okay, we're gonna have to move on. I'm afraid, Jay. Right, okay, we'll take another call for now. Line nine. Good morning. Hello, mate. Uh, hello. Hello, hello. Who's that? It's Mike Crawford. Hello, Mike. 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 Michael Crawford. It is indeed. <laughs> a one and only my own Betsy. I bet you've never had that before. No, never. No, 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 never. But you but you wished you'd a pound for every time you had it. Oh, definitely without a doubt. Okay, question number one. Every member of Kings of Leon has the same surname. What is it? Follow Hill. Follow Hill, yeah. That's right. Okay, so I'm going to give you ten seconds on the clock. Question number two. Which Kings of Leon album... <laughs> includes the tracks On Call and Fans. Uh, Which Kings of Leon album? Only by the Night. And third question, which song did the Kings of Leon perform live at the Brit Awards in 2009? Sex on Fire. Okay, I can tell you, you've got one of those right. Oh. One of those right, sadly, and two of those is incorrect. So sorry about that, mate. Nice to speak right, to you, Mike. Mate. All yeah, right then, dude. Right. Keep your calls coming in. 015-1472-0967. Come on, let's do another round of this competition. Pick a line. Go. Line two. Every line's flashing. Line two, hello. Who's that? Hello, it's Rebecca. Sorry, what did you say your name is? Rebecca. How, how very, very fitting. Rebecca who? Rebecca's wedding house. And where are you from? I'm from Egbert. Egbert, right. Nice one. Rebecca, welcome to Radio Rebecca Breakfast for me, Rossi and Co. Good morning. Good, good morning. Right, okay. Question number one. Every member of Kings of Leon has the same surname. What is it? Follow Will. You reckon follow Will. Question number two. Which Kings of Leon album includes the tracks On Call and Fans? Because of the times. Okay, question number three. Which song did the Kings of Leon perform live at the Brit Awards in 2009? Oh, no. Um, you somebody? 
someone's helped you. Are you going to take that answer? My friend, it's Phil, yeah. Phil. He's Phil. after if he's not right. <laughs> Every member of the Kings of Leon has the same surname. That surname is... Follow Will. Follow Will. Each Kings of Leon... Sorry, I beg your pardon. Which Kings of Leon album includes the tracks on call and fans? It's because of the times. It is. You're two-thirds of the way there. Oh. Travel, accommodation, tickets to this gig sold out in seconds. Which song did the Kings of Leon perform live at the Brit Awards... In 2009, Rebecca, you accepted your boyfriend Phil's answer. Yeah. Can you reiterate the answer, please? Use somebody. Use somebody is the only answer we can take. You are a winner. I cannot believe it. A Rebecca winning on radio. It's a good omen. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you go, girl. You go, girl. <laughs> you are a winner with Radio Rebecca at 96.7 and Rossi and & Co. You will go to the gig next week in Sheffield. Enjoy it. Yes, I know. <sighs> Have a good day, Rebecca. City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Rebecca won on Radio Rebecca 96.7. Can you believe that? How she good got, was she? She was brilliant. She got so excited she nearly wet herself. A worthy winner. A worthy, almost wet winner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so happy. I think we're going to wet myself. I'm not happy. You see what I mean. Right then, let's play part two of this wedding scammer that I uh, was told by Katie uh, if I phoned her boyfriend or her fiance, Ben, uh, that I wouldn't get more than 90 seconds out of him. This is uh, going into about 17 minutes of the call. Are you still there, Ben? Yes, I'm still there. All right, Ben. Thank you very much for your time and effort. We're nearly done. Now, what's your favourite room other than the bedroom to get jiggy with it? The bathroom. The bathroom? Yeah. That's a very, very unusual answer. We normally get the living room or the kitchen. But you know what? You're in the minority. It doesn't matter. Your answer's been registered. You've still got the chance. What time will you be expecting Katie to have your tea sitting on the dinner table of a night time when you get home after a hard day's work, Ben? Uh, seven. Seven o'clock. So you're a bit of a chauvinist kind of fella. Yeah. You are a chauvinist. Yeah. You're a male chauvinist. I guess so. I guess I am, yeah. Right. Do you ever roll reversal? Do you, you know, do you ever do roll reversal? Uh, Katie becomes you, and then you dress up as Katie behind closed doors. Uh, listen, mate, you're really doing, doing my head in now. I haven't, I, I've been on the phone, God knows what, 20 minutes now. This is just a joke. I know, but... Absolute joke. You know, when have you ever worked for 20 minutes and got the equivalent of 15, maybe 20,000 pounds? You know, oh, that's, that's how much your, your, your whole wedding day and your honeymoon could cost you. I don't care. I'd rather work, you know, for 20 years than listen to you asking me questions for another 20 minutes. So on the role reversal question, do you ever do role reversal where Katie becomes you and you become Katie? No, absolutely not. You don't tend to no. put on her clothes at any time. What about when she's not in the house? Do you ever put her clothes on then? No, I don't put her clothes on 
ever. I don't wear underwear or anything. None of it. I'm just not into that kind of shit, all right? Yep, and there's more of that where that came from still to come. It lasted for ages and ages. See, if that was me, I would have just slammed the phone down on you. But you see, you know, when you're getting married, there's so much uh, outgoing, so much expenditure. If you think you've got a chance, later on in this podcast, he asks me exactly how, what the sort of ratio was, what's the chances really, realistic chances were of uh, having all his wedding paid for. When I told him his chances, he wasn't very happy. No. That's coming up in a little bit. Uh, It's Radio City. 96.7, the podcast on the radio from the Radio City Breakfast Show. Uh, Here's a bit of a turkey update. We've adopted three turkeys and we've saved them from the Christmas dinner tables this year. Uh, We've got Rossi, Jay, and we've got Claire. Have a listen to this. Is right, Rossi lad. Hello, this is Trevor McDonald here. And finally, is right, Rossi lad. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co on Radio City 96.7. We have uh, managed to save a couple of turkeys, in fact, three turkeys uh, from the Christmas dinner table this Christmas. And uh, they've been looked after up at uh, Tam O'Shanta Farm, Bidston in the Wirral. And uh, the ranger from there is Nick Harding. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. How are you, my friend? Oh, good, good. Yeah, brilliant. Now, in this terribly cold weather, how is Rossi, Jay and Claire the turkeys doing? Well, uh, when we can get Jay out of bed, they're doing fine. (laughs) Right. Okay. This is all sounding very, very familiar. He doesn't take after me then, Nick. (laughs) So Jay's the lazy one? Yeah, definitely, yeah. All right, then. Which one's the most talented? Oh, gosh. Uh... (sighs) You're I'm, best not really, really I'm not really sure. They're, they're all talented their own special way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, but really, on the, uh, on, in the cold weather and stuff like that, I know they're well feathered. They've got the great big plumage, uh, yeah. massive, massive plumage. I mean, does that keep them, uh, does that keep them sort of protected from the cold? Well, yeah, apart from the feet, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you but, know, if Claire, uh, yeah. if Claire was really as nice a person as she made herself out to be, she'd go home tonight and crochet them all little socks, little <laughs> yeah. booties. Yeah. I could buy them all a little pair of Ugg boots, couldn't I? Yeah, a little bit of turkey Uggs. There's nothing worse than a bird with cold feet. No, no. <laughs> nothing worse than a bird with cold yeah. feet. A <laughs> cold turkey. Oh, cold turkey, yeah. <laughs> cold turkey. <laughs> all right, so, uh, no, seriously, uh, so, uh, if people... <coughs> want to see the, excuse me I've got a little bit of a lurgy thing going on if people oh, okay. want to check out the uh, the three turkeys that we've uh, we've saved uh, mm. from the uh, Christmas dinner table this year they can check out our website radiocity.co.uk is the farm still open uh, currently yes it is yeah yeah um, we, we're only closing if it's uh, if it's really icy and slippy underfoot. But yeah. um, other than that, we're open from half past nine to half past four every day, including Christmas Day. Has uh, has has the turkey sort of changed their attitudes any any more since the, they've realised they've been adopted? Uh, well, I mean, Rossi Rossi's preening a lot, right, um, okay. he, yeah, keeping himself uh, spick and span. Of course, and, as uh, and uh, but but he seems to have uh, having a bit of a narc with Jay. Uh, oh. Squabbling a lot, yeah. Don't know what's going on there. They got on fine before. All oh, right, okay. Um, oh. Jay obviously always comes off second best. Yeah. yeah well. <laughs> Does Claire have to go in the middle of them and sort them both out all the time? Well, you do spend a lot of time dancing between the two. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what will they be doing on Christmas Day, Nick? What will they be doing Christmas Day? Well, um, they'll go for a walk um, and uh, they'll get a Christmas dinner. Um, not not turkey, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and and spend the day probably out and about 
um, if the fox isn't about. Just ce- <laughs> just celebrating the, the fact that they're alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, getting a, you know. getting a taste of freedom again. Yeah, give them a nice little feed seasoned with uh, sage and. Onion. Stop it what? now! Stop winding them up. They might so, be able to hear. I think you'll find we, we've only saved them for Christmas. No one mentioned Easter. <laughs> Jay, just well. think how, how fat and plump will be come Easter. Oh, You'll have to lovely. come and say the Easter bunnies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nick, don't condone that behaviour. <laughs> All right then. Well, listen, Nick. Thank you very much for looking after uh, Rossi, Jay, and Claire. And uh, uh, we should try. Uh, I'm not sure because we're all up the, you know, we're up the left. We're really, really busy. But we should try and go and visit our, our turkeys. Yeah, sometime yeah. between between now and knock off at Christmas time. Uh, but thank you very much to you and all the guys at Tam O'Shanter Farm and Bidston in the world. All right then, dude. Excellent. See Thanks you, dude. Bye, 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 Nick. Bye, bye, bye. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Good morning. Radio City ninety six point seven. So all our turkeys are gobbling and doing well. They are. Yes. Was that the sound of a tick? <laughs> I'm not quite sure what it was. It sounded like something from Bill and Ben, the flower pot. It's turkey drinking water. It was indeed. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Right then, here's some of the very best of the true story. 6.35 weekday mornings, we do a true story. And Claire and Jay, they, they always pick the best and they put them into the podcast. So this is the Claire and Jay selection of the true stories from the week gone by. Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Do you want a true story? I would love okay. one. This is the most bizarre true story. This is the most bizarre true story for a bloke and how he got arrested. Happened in Cambridge. A guy called Jason Phillips, who's 31, his 29-year-old wife's called Donna. Uh, they went Christmas shopping yesterday. They met up at lunchtime. Both of them haven't taken a half day. Do you know the way you do that? Take a half day, you finish at lunchtime, you go and do a bit of crimbo shopping. After about three or four hours of hectic shopping, you know what it's like and how stressful it can be. Uh, around the shops here, there and everywhere. Uh, they stopped off at a very well-known chain of uh, burger chain for a quick bite to eat. And uh, she went to get the food from the counter while Jason found some seats. Happy days. Um, He was waiting for a little bit for her to arrive. And when she arrived back with his large meal, he was somewhat disgruntled to see that his wife, Donna, had got him a Big Mac meal instead of what he asked for, a quarter pound cheese meal. So, with the stress of shopping and everything else, an argument ensued. And the argument blew up into a row. And he ended up lifting the hamburger and stuffing the hamburger into her face and rubbed the burger into her face. But as he was doing it, a police car was driving past the McDonald's, saw what he did and saw that it wasn't a joke. They could tell by the body language it wasn't a joke. And they went into the burger chain and nicked him. No. Can you believe that a, a fellow would do such a thing? That's vile. He rubbed a hamburger, the burger, right into his... Mm. It brings a whole new meaning to, uh, you know, going to meet the wife. <laughs> <laughs> I think her name was Donna. Maybe it was Patty. Right then, do you want a true story? Yeah. Ooh, okay, yes. a true story. This is about uh, two statues in a park. Uh, there was two statues in a park. One was a nude man and one was a nude woman. And they'd been facing each other for more than 100 years, the pair of them. Statues, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're the stood for 100 years. And one day, an angel comes down and brings him to life. The angel says, as a reward for you being so patient all these years and standing here looking pretty in the park, uh, you've been given life for 30 minutes to do what you wish to do most. They both look at each other. They run behind the bushes. The angel waits while the bushes rustle and 
There's all sorts of giggling noises coming from behind the bushes. Fifteen minutes later, they reappear out of breath and sort of laughing at one another. The angel says, I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Oh, yes, we did. They both said with great big smiles in the face. You still have 15 minutes left uh, to be alive. Would you like to do it again? The nude man looks at the nude woman and says, shall we? And the nude woman eagerly replies, oh, yes, oh, yes. But this time, let's change positions. This time, you hold the pigeon down and I can dump on its head. Uh, do you want a true story? Oh, yes. Okay, a businessman was preparing to go on a very, very, very long business trip. He's going to be away for some time. So he thought he'd buy his wife something to keep her occupied. So he went to the, uh, the local sex shop and he explained his situation. Uh, the man there said, well, you know, you're going to be away for an awful, awful long time. Uh, I don't know if I've got anything that can really keep your wife occupied for that long. He said, I've got one thing. What's that, said the husband? It's the magic willy. And he pulled out a box and he showed it and it just looked like a normal adult toy. The husband laughed and said, it just looks like an adult toy to me. Uh, the man said, would you like to see it work? He said, yeah. So the man uh, looked at the magic willy. He pointed to the door and he said, magic willy, door. And the magic willy got up out of the box itself, went straight to the, door, the, the keyhole and went hell for leather. So much so that the door shook and as a crack began to appear down the middle of the wall, the, the man behind the counter shouted, Magic Willie, return to the box. And it stopped doing what it was doing, went straight back to the box, back in the box. Almost like a very obedient dog. The man, uh, the husband, thought, my God, this is good. So he bought it and he took it home and he gave it to his wife. Now, the husband had been away for a couple of days and then the, ma the wife rem remembered the Magic Willie. So she thought, oh, I'll have a bit of that. So she, um, she sort of undressed and she, uh, she opened the box and she said... Um, Magic Willy, and she mentioned a part of her anatomy, so it went to work. And it was great, and it went for three shattering hours. Uh, she became really, really exhausted and really tired. She'd had enough and tried to remove it, but it, she forgot that it, yeah, it was actually voice command. You know what I mean? It was voice command. She forgot this and couldn't remove it. So uh, she was, you know, devastated. So she was knackered and exhausted, and she got in her car. She got herself dressed and got in her car, and she was driving to the hospital to get her moved. And obviously it was still going, so she was swerving all over the road. <laughs> like that. And the police pulled her over, because obviously, what would you think? You'd think she'd been drinking. The police pulled her over and said, uh, you know, listen, love, how much have you had to drink? Gasping and twitching for air, uh, the woman looked up and says, I haven't had anything to drink, officer. You see, I've got this... Magic willy and it's it's stuck and I can't it won't stop doing what it's doing. <laughs> and the officer took a look at her thinking this woman's definitely bladded. He shook his head and he says Magic Willy, my ass. This, the, <laughs> this Your Honor, she said, is the truth and the whole truth. <laughs> This is Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City. 96.7. Well, there you go. The Magic Willy story. <laughs> Great. What a story. That Magic Willy is. The colour drained from your face it as did. Uh, producer of the show when I told that one on the radio. We didn't get any complaints. No. We'll probably get a load through the website now if they're listening to this blimmin' podcast. Uh, Everyone should have a magic willy. I've got one. Oh, <laughs> please, what a bad chat-up, lad. Uh, right, so... <laughs> well, so it's magic can go up and down, up and down. Well, stop. anyway, stop it now. Here is the final part of that phone call that I was told wouldn't last any more than 90 seconds. Uh, me talking to Ben, and this is about 27 minutes in. A couple more questions then. Uh, a couple more. You've said this already. I know, Ben. I'm very, and thank you very, very, very much for your patience. Have you ever found yourself attracted to 
another member of Kate's family, like her sister or her cousin or mum or her, or her brother? <laughs> no. And even if I did, why would I tell you in this, this survey, which you'll probably just give my answers out to Katie? These are totally confidential, let me just tell you. No one will see these apart from uh, the people that work back oh, at our website. Look. Yeah. Oh. Not answering it. Sounds like they're friends. Oh, so there's a chance you might fancy someone else in Katie's family. Is that what you're trying to say? No, no, I'm not saying that. It's just ridiculous. I mean, what kind of a person do you think I am? How would you feel on the eve of your wedding if you found out your best man had had a little bit of a romantic fling with Katie in the long and distance past? Would that put you off marrying Katie? Yeah, it probably would. I'd be pretty devastated. You'd be pretty devastated. Who is your best man? My best man is my friend Dan. Your best man is your friend Dan. You sound like a rapper. Maybe that's what I should... Maybe that, then I could pay for my wedding and then I wouldn't have to listen to you. Just anything, anything, just not to listen to your... Just a second more. Well, you know, well, you're listening now and you've been listening for a couple of minutes. When I say a couple of minutes, I think we've... A couple of minutes. We've been on the phone now for... Uh, for gone on 32 minutes. So what's the actual chances of us winning and getting our wedding paid for by you? Well, you know, we've just got a few more questions to ask you before oh. I start answering your questions. Uh, well, I can tell you the chances in ratio would be about 40,000 to 1. Oh, that's absolutely unbelievable. And I've just wasted like, half an hour of my time. 1,000 to 1. 40,000 to 1. You're not listening 40, to me, Ben. 40,000 oh to 1, Ben. 40,000. Oh. It's just ridiculous. I could have gone down the bookies and won a thousand, twenty, forty thousand 40,000 to 1 horse in that time. But, you know, there's very little chance of the horse coming in. Oh, is there, is there a big, much bigger chance of this coming in? Well, there's a 40,000 to 1 chance of it coming in. I can just read a little email. Dear uh, Rossi, is there any chance you could put a telephone call on your wedding scammer into my husband-to-be, Ben? He's a lovely guy. He's patient with most things, but one thing he can't stand is surveys. He has uh, never had any time to fill out questionnaires, either in restaurants or while we're out shopping. I don't give you much chance of even uh, keeping them on the phone for 60, maybe 90 seconds at the maximum. Any more than that, I don't think it's going to happen. That's from uh, Katie. I'm Simon Ross, by the way, from Radio City 96.7. That's... <laughs> God, for God's sake. Yeah. I, knew, oh, I knew it was a wind-up. No, you didn't. You were answering all those questions. So which, one, <laughs> which member of her family do you fancy? Oh, <laughs> uh, God. And, a mum, uh, why not? Well, <laughs> and what other one didn't you You didn't get to? to uh, yes, yes. Uh, what about uh, who's most likely to make the first move? You or Katie? Oh, that's Katie. Oh, is definitely. it Katie? Oh, the naughty little minx. <laughs> hey, Ben, it's, uh, it's Rossi here from Radio City 96.7. Oh, Rossi. You know what you've been? You've been Rossified. God, it's taken you 35 minutes to do it. Jesus. <laughs> well, you know me. I'm never, uh, I'm never one to rush things. Hey, Ben, good luck with your <laughs> wedding next year and have a great Christmas, you and Katie. All the very best. Brilliant. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. With Rossi and Co. 40,000 to 1. Oh, oh, my God. I'd have stabbed you. Yeah, you probably would. <laughs> what were your magic, Willie? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you very much, ma'am. Uh, listen, we're going to take a little bit of a break all over Christmas. Whatever you're doing, have a great Christmas and all the very best wishes for 2011. On behalf of me, Rossi, Claire Simo. Merry Christmas. And Jay Hind. Merry New Year. Oh, he would have to say Merry New Year. Merry New Year. year. What's Merry New Year? Doesn't mean? make any sense. No, you, that's what you could. It's Happy New you, Year. Happy New Year. Happy Christmas, Merry New Year. 
New Year. Merry Christmas, oh. Happy New Year. See, you. I have a Merry New Year's Eve. Yeah, well, you, you do. Merry every week. Talk about you. the staff party. You were very merry that night as well. Yeah. Let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> And that outfit you were wearing, less merry, more merry. Uh, hey. Right then, oi. Uh, whatever you're doing, seriously, have a great Christmas and all the best wishes for 2011. Ciao, Happy Christmas! Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits you might have missed. Updated weekly and available via radiocity.co.uk or iTunes.